Hey guys, this is G and Christina, and you're listening to Radical Stepmoms, a podcast about the good, bad, and really ugly moments about raising a child that you didn't create. The two of us bonded over our stepmotherhood experiences, and we want our listeners to feel like you're sitting right here with us, drinking your beverage of choice, and going, yes, hell yes, me too. We get in-depth about the realities of co-parenting, the way stepmotherhood affects a marriage, the relationship with our stepkids, and most of all, navigating the relationship with ourselves. We get real and sometimes use profanity, so keep that in mind if you have little ears around. To make it simple, we'll always put the E for explicit in our title. So pour yourself a LaCroix, a glass of red, or whatever, and listen in on Radical Stepmoms. Hello, you are listening to Radical Stepmoms. This is Christina, and on this episode, well, let me just say this. This episode is geared towards the new stepmoms, or maybe you're just dating and the person that you're dating has kids. This is the episode for you. I am chatting with three other stepmoms, and we are all in different parts of our journey. Hilo, Sabrina, Jennifer, and Josie. Hi. Hello. (laughs) Welcome on. So a little backstory on this. I really wanted to um, do an episode directed towards you know, stepmoms who don't really know what to expect and have no idea what they're really getting themselves into. Um, My platform on Instagram sometimes scares people (laughs) because we do get into the nitty gritty of what stepmotherhood can be like. So um, we're just going to chat about what I wish I would have known before I became a stepmom. So Sabrina, Um, How about you start, tell us how long you've been doing this, uh, how many stepkids you have, and what are their ages? Yeah, so my name is Sabrina, and I have been doing this for a year and a half now. Um, I have one stepdaughter, and she's five. Very cool. And Jennifer? Um, I've been with my husband for 10 years, married for eight years, but kind of been in the swing of this for about nine years. I have one stepdaughter. She is 12 and we have her full time. So she only sees bio mom twice a year. Um, And then we have three kiddos of our own. So we have twin seven-year-olds and a three-year-old. So we have a full house. Yes. Wow. And Josie? Um, Been married for 11 years together 14 I met her when she was four and today's her 18th birthday oh my goodness yay happy birthday (laughs) that's a big one yeah and no bio kids okay all right she's just it all right and me I'm Christina uh I have been with my husband for well next month is our five-year wedding anniversary we've been together um six seven years I don't know I've lost count um, and my stepson is nine. So collectively we have kind of a scope range of things. Um, one of the biggest questions that I get asked, um, for new stepmoms is how do I meet my step kids? How do I, or how do I meet, you know, my boyfriends or girlfriends, kids, like, how do we do this? Um, and then when do I meet bio mom? So do one of you want to share kind of your experience with how you met your stepkids and what that uh, interaction was like? Yeah, I can, I can start. Um, So I met her after I had known her dad for like four or five months. 
something like that. Like for somewhere between three and five months, I had known him separately. Like we had um, started talking, gotten together. And then I met her a little bit after that. And I met step, I mean, I met birth mom the same time I met her. So the first time I met her was the same time I met birth mom for the first time. It was during a pickup. Um, and did and bio mom know that you were going to be there? Was it like an arranged thing? Yeah, okay. I definitely wanted to make it so it wasn't super awkward. Um, I made sure that like he had told her in advance that I was going to be there. And this is like the person I had met. He had told her about me previous to this. So this was like an official kind of meeting. It wasn't just kind of impromptu. Okay, good. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I was like tip. thrown in. <laughs> yeah, there's a tip. If you haven't met, at least give the give the mom a heads up that you'll be meeting her. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, and because it was a little bit more formal, it was like everyone was on their best behavior kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Jennifer, how, when did uh, you meet your kids? Well, my husband and I grew up together, so I actually um, knew, like, his ex-wife when they were married. We didn't grow up together, but my family and his family were really close, so, like, she's been to my parents' house for barbecues. Uh, you know, I went to, like, their wedding shower. His daughter has a book from me from their baby shower, so it's just a real <laughs> kind of complicated situation, mm -hmm. um, so I kind of was not in the situation, but, you know, met her probably in like a month with NS dating, but I knew of her like since mm -hmm. she was born. Mm -hmm. um, so kind of more complicated than normal. The average situation. Sure. Yes. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> and Josie. The earliest memory that I have when I met um, my stepdaughter was I think he just planned it out as you're going because she was only four. So you're going to meet my friend. So we just went out to burger to friendlies for just dinner, burgers, milkshake, whatever. Um, so that's how he, he introduced me to her was you're going to meet daddy's friend. Mm -hmm. And then it's funny that um, you asked this question because I asked my husband tonight, like, do you remember how we met? He's like, no, like he quickly was like, don't want to talk about it. Done and over with like, that was my impression of it. Uh -huh. But my earliest memory of her was we happened to be another time we happened to be eating out. And then she was there with her mom and her boyfriend, who is uh -huh. now her husband. Okay. So then all of a sudden, daddy, she runs up to him. I'm like, oh, there's bio mom and her boyfriend. So hi. Oh, That's wow. the only thing I can remember. Uh -huh. But I don't know if it was ever like this is Josie. This is my ex. Like, sure. I don't remember that. Yeah. Sometimes it's but, not so formal. Yeah. And that yeah. was okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cause yes. it was out in public. So it couldn't get bad. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's, <laughs> that's another pro tip there. Like keep it in a public place. So shit yes. doesn't go down. Yeah. 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 Um, go to a McDonald's. You'll be okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. my, I met my, I told my, well, he was my boyfriend at the time, but I told my husband, I was like, look, I, you know, don't know where this is going. I don't want to get attached. Like I'm just, and it was funny because I was like you, Josie, like talking to my husband about it. And like, he was recollecting and he was just like, yeah. Like when you said that, I didn't really think about like, cause he was only three at the time. 
And so he was like, yeah, I didn't think about you getting attached. I was like, oh, he's only three. Like, you know, it's not going to be, you know, he won't remember you or something like that. But I was like, no, man, I'm worried about me getting attached to this little kid. Like, I don't want to, you know, latch on and then have this not work out. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was only like a couple of weeks later where I think he texted me and he was like, hey, I'm outside. And I'm like, oh, okay. Kind of creepy, but I'm down. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I opened the door and he's there with his kid. And I was just like, oh, so this is happening. All right. Okay, cool. So kind of just threw that on me. And then I met by a mom during a pickup. She came to uh, pick him up from our, it was his place, but I was just over at the time or whatever. And it was just like, she knew of me, but it was very blindsided. And if I could go back, I would have liked to have, have had like a more formal thing out of respect, right? Like that's, yeah, that's kind of just like where I'm at, where I'm like, I'm not trying to like get this off on like a bad foot here. I'm trying to, you know, be respectful. And, um, I kind of on both accounts kind of kicked my husband, like you weren't very thoughtful just so you know. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I I like totally told him, I was like, she gets to know that I'm going to be there. You get to tell her about me beforehand. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what has surprised you the most about being a stepmom? Everything. Everything, yeah. <laughs> fair, fair. <laughs> so uh, I'll, I'll start. How about that? Um, I think we all kind of, I think we all kind of in a way go off of our previous experiences of what like stepmotherhood is, right? Um, obviously we're trying to overcome the stigma that we're all monsters and wicked, but I have this idea of a stepmom based upon the stepmoms that I had growing up and they weren't very involved. And that had a lot to do with the fact that my dad was out of state and reflecting on my childhood in that way. I'm like, holy crap. Like, and and being the stepmom part of it, I'm like, oh my gosh, my stepmoms totally hated me. They didn't want me to have a relationship with my dad. Like it's, I'm like remembering all this stuff and I'm like, yeah, I don't want to be that. Like, I don't want to be that. And so I've wanted to be involved. I've always facilitated relationships, um, the relationship with my husband and my stepson and wanting things to be cordial. And I've wanted my husband to have a better relationship with bio mom and because my stepmoms didn't like my mom, um, based upon my experience as a kid. And I I actually have this memory of my mom kicking my stepmom out of our house based on something that she did. Um, it was really messy, but so I think going into the situation, I was like, I want to be involved. I want to do this. I'm capable. I'm a loving woman. And I love this, you know, little three-year-old and he's so cute. And this guy that I just adore, you know, I kind of had like the save him type of mental complex of like, wow, like single dad, he's doing really great. Like I can totally, I'm a social worker. I'm organized. I am all these things. And I'm like, I can fix your life. (laughs) You just described me by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then it's like a year and a half in and I'm like, oh my God, I'm exhausted. I resent everyone. F this. Mm -hmm. Like what have I gotten myself into? So I think to answer my own question with this, uh, what has surprised me the most, um, is, oh God, I don't know the amount of constant 
stuff. Like mm-hmm. it's just constant. I feel like I never get a break or I never get room to breathe. There's always something, whether it's you're raising a kid. So that in general is chaos because they're constantly changing and constantly going through their own things. And there's constant pressure of raising a human. But then there's the outer chick (laughs) who we also have to manage in addition to managing my marriage. Like there's just always something going on where I think part of it is just me realizing I'm in the thick of being a fucking adult and I don't like it. (laughs) But also like, I was not thinking that this is what this was all about. So yeah. Who else? Who else? Tell me. I mean, you just described me. So (laughs) like, I'm also a social worker. I came into this situation like I'm an emotional intelligence coach also. And like, I was like, I'm, I'm like so grounded and like good and like into self-development and all this stuff. And he came from like, that's how we met actually at emotional intelligence conference training. Cool. And it's like, Oh, like we have this, this super great foundation that we're going to build on. And like, this is going to go so smooth. Like, and then it's just everything, <laughs> everything at once and everything that you just said in terms of like managing ourselves, managing the child, managing people that I didn't think would be as much of a factor, but are, and like the whole, the whole thing coming together. Yeah. I personally think though, that the biggest thing that I was surprised by was the grief that I felt mm. were releasing the ideas and the dreams of what I thought I wanted this to look like. Uh, yeah. Like, cause yeah. I had the whole idea of like, Oh, like this will be great. And this will be this. Or like my own idea of I, like not being a stepmom ever. And like how I'd have my own family. I wouldn't have to factor in a whole nother family into my decisions and like mm-hmm. all these other things. And then coming here and being like, that will never be the case. And yep. like, are you okay with that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Did you listen to the podcast that um, I did with Dr. Karen about grief? Yes. Okay. I thought it was huge what you said about, I always, I guess, selfishly thought about myself and how I'm upset that I'm not getting what I envisioned my family would look like, right? Like Mm -hmm. my husband not dealing with his ex-wife every week of our life, you know, my kids being able to plan a vacation and then not being guilt tripped because not all of my children are on the vacation or whatever. And I never took into account the grief my stepdaughter must feel that, Mm -hmm. you know, she doesn't have the family she's envisioning either Mm -hmm. because her mom and dad, you know, can barely stand to be in the same room together, Mm -hmm. let alone, you know, parent. So I thought that was, it was eye opening because I'd never thought about it. And then I felt really guilty for not ever thinking about it from her perspective and only really selfishly thinking about, you know, poor me and what I'm not mm-hmm. getting or experiencing. Mm-hmm. From it. Yeah. Yeah. So just a little plug there. Um, Gannett and I were on the um, love and or love and life uh, podcast with Dr. Karen. Um, and you can, I'll put that in the show notes. So don't worry about that. But yes. Yeah, so Sabrina t- t- talking about the grief that we um, go through as stepmoms and just kind of uh like the feeling that you always have to think about 
the other family that's in existence and when is it about us and when it can i just make decisions for us and it's like you always have to be thinking about that and it drives me crazy and sometimes and if you you know watch my stories and if you listen to the podcast sometimes it's like i i just i refuse to question or you know think of everyone all the time like my husband and I went to Hawaii last year and we didn't take my steps on. And guess what? We had an amazing time. Will we take him on another family vacation? Absolutely. But I'm not going to miss out on opportunities or, you know, all that kind of, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff is a huge, huge thing. Uh, Josie, did you want to add to any of the, the hardest things or what, you, <laughs> what has surprised you? I like how all three of us are just nodding our heads. <laughs> We're just all in agreement. And it is, like in the, in the beginning, like I didn't, it's more of the expect the unexpected. I had no idea what to expect. And I guess I was just fortunate that I, not, I'm not in a step family myself, hardly any of my friends, all their families are still intact. So I didn't really grow up with it. I didn't know what to expect. I just met a single father. He had a daughter. I thought he was hot. We got together. Like <laughs> that's how it was. And then it's like, and then like it moves on is like, okay, where do I fit in this? So there's these two, the father and daughter, but then there's a bio mom. How do I fit in this puzzle and what is it going to be like? And then year after year goes by. And then, like you said, the surprises of wait, and, and that guilt of we're going to go away for the weekend. Do we tell her or not? Cause then she finds out my stepdaughter, then she's going to get upset that we did something without her. And then like, we got to plan our vacations, or at least we try to plan our vacations on her weekend. So we don't have to bother by mom. So much organizing and thinking ahead of even the birthday parties. What weekends do we have her? Let's plan it on that weekend. And it's just, mm-hmm. holy cow, there's a lot that you don't real. I didn't realize what I was getting myself into at all. I had mm-hmm. no idea. Like it just wasn't a thought either. Mm-hmm. And it was just go with the flow. Mm-hmm. And that was it. Yeah. And I was like, wow, this, and, and does it end? I have no idea. Right. That's yeah. what I want to know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> From what I hear, it doesn't, it's just constant. Um, what I, mean, I do is her mom too. Right. You right. know, like, yeah, yep. she'll always be her mom. Yeah. She's always going to be in her life. One thing. I, find, oh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say like one, one last thing. Like it wasn't until maybe this year we finally just, especially her, her teenage attitude and all that stuff. I'm like, I'm so done with this. Mm-hmm. But it was like, <laughs> we need to focus on our marriage, mm. whether she's with us or not. Our marriage comes first. We're still going to plan weekends away with or without her. Yep. Mm-hmm. We are still first. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until like maybe the last six months or the last year where we said, she doesn't like it too bad on both of them. <laughs> like mm-hmm. the marriage is first. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. God, I have so okay. much to say on that. Ah. Right. Um, but <laughs> That's another podcast. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, making notes of that. Um, <laughs> one thing I want to just acknowledge here, if you are listening and you are a, a woman who's dating and, you know, they have kids and you're interested in what you need to know, I just want to say you're already ahead of the game. If you are already looking into resources to help you through your journey. If you're already listening to podcasts and reading articles and all that stuff, you're already ahead of it. Like I, I I think I, I get messages and they're just like, Oh, you know, I just feel like I'm already. And I'm like, girl, you're already like 
you're way ahead. And that, that to me is, I mean, that right there is the reason why I wanted to create a platform like this to catch people before they make the mistakes, mistakes, <laughs> air quotes there, that I did, um, or at least offer guidance and um, validation for the things that we go through because um, we think that we live in this like little bubble of all of this stuff that we're dealing with. And we really don't. I mean, um, I am surprised, especially the posts that I put out there that are like deeply personal for me. Like I just had an argument with my husband, <laughs> something comes to mind. I create this post and I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if anyone's going to be it. And then it's like, boom, people are like, oh my God, you're reading my mind. Oh my God. And that to me, like, I'm here for you guys. Like I, do these podcasts and do these, you know, I do the chats and stuff like that, but you guys help me too. <laughs> I am benefiting from this too, um, and feeling not alone and stuff. So, I mean, if you're already like reaching out for the resources, like good job, you are on the right track. That's awesome. Learn from our mistakes. You're going to be a bomb ass stepmom. Uh -huh. All right. <laughs> um, so what, I mean, we kind of covered that. If you want, if you have anything else to add, my second part of that question was what weren't you prepared for? Is there anything that you just were not prepared for when it came to? I think I, I didn't think... realize how unprepared my family and friends were to be supportive. Oh, so when oh. I would, in the beginning stages, you know, if I would complain and we had we have primary custody. So we were, I felt like I was dealing with a lot of the mom things here. I have this three-year-old that I was kind of, I went from being single to every day I'm raising a three-year-old, which I, I didn't get the nice gradual, you know, here's a cute infant. And then they turn into a three-year-old. Mm -hmm. Um, and that I just feel like people didn't know how to respond to some of my complaints about, you know, bio mom is doing this, or I've got this really ugly email from bio mom and now I'm upset and frustrated. And I feel like my family and friends didn't know how to respond to that because similar to you, Josie, I, I don't have, I didn't come from a divorced family. My friends there didn't come from divorced families. And so now, you know, nine years later, my friends know how to respond. And we've had a lot of like open conversations of me saying, mm -hmm. when you say that to me, that makes me feel really attacked. I need yeah. you to listen. And mm. so, but I wasn't prepared for, I guess the struggles that I dealt with and then not having an outlet or having someone to go to who said, yeah, I totally get it. I was, I've been there. People hadn't been there. Absolutely. Yeah. Like a heads up would have been nice. What to yes. get, what getting ourselves <laughs> into. Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I come with a nice warning label. That would have been yes. Awesome. That fine print that we all didn't read. Right. Apparently, when we said I do, but here uh -huh. we are. <laughs> yep. Yeah. We're yeah. still in love with them. Yes. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a really good point, Jennifer. Because like I started dating my husband just six months after I ended like a six-year relationship, mm -hmm. and like I I'm like 26, and I just finished mm -hmm. grad school, and I'm living in a big city, and I'm like I've got, and then all of a sudden I'm like, there's that cute guy at the gym, like what's up? And then he's like, oh yeah, I have a kid, and I didn't run, obviously, mm -hmm. um, but when talking to my friends who which is odd. Um, side note, my two close friends, we all broke up with our long-term boyfriends at the same time. Uh -huh. So we were all like 
grieving those relationships, but also living it up. And all of a sudden, you know, six months later, I'm like, oh yeah, hey, guess what? I met this guy and he has a kid and I'm like doing this mom thing. And then six months later we get married and my friends are just like, what? Like, (laughs) what? And my friends are still, they listen, they're fine with me saying this, whoring around. And, <laughs> and I'm like, oh yeah, like, they're like, what did you do this weekend? I'm like, oh, we went to Chuck E. Cheese. And you know, like they just didn't know how to talk to me anymore. They didn't know mm-hmm. how to relate to me. I, yep. you know, was talking to them about my concerns about meeting the mom or like, oh, she's doing mm-hmm. this now. And oh, he's still in the middle of the custody battle. And mm-hmm. they were just like, yeah, so, you know, I'm still seeing this guy and he totally ghosted me. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that shit isn't my problem. Like, <laughs> yes, I have bigger stuff going on, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it really created a divide with a lot of my friends. Um, mm-hmm. So I will say, you know, seven years later, the friends that are still with me are solid mm-hmm. friendships. Yep. Um, yep. But that journey can totally make you feel super isolated. Mm-hmm. And it shows you who your real friends are. The people yeah, that really stick around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What else has um, surprised you? Or sorry, wh- what weren't you prepared for? I was not prepared for how south things would go, how quickly. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and when I say south, I mean like it went from being cordial, like everyone was, you know, friends on Facebook and like talking and texting and sending pictures and videos and, you know, like pickups, drop-offs were, like, not a huge thing to, like, his entire family jumped ship and is now on her side. Like, she's not talking to me. I'm not talking to her. She hates my guts. Like, custody battles. Like, it went, like, south, south. And it's, like, can you pinpoint, like, the shift? Can you pinpoint what exactly changed? Yes. So, it went from me just like visiting occasionally to like we ended up moving in together sometime after like I mean I had known them I had known my stepdaughter for at least six months before we like moved in together and then it just like went downhill from there because he started doing less things that were just like appeasing them Like, every weekend, he would do everything for them. Like, for free, he would work on their stuff. He would go visit. He would sit there doing the things he didn't want to do just because they asked him to. And, like, they got to see her all unlimited access. Whenever he had her, they had her. Mm. We're all nodding. We're all seeing how this has happened. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Oh, so what you're saying is Biomom wasn't getting her way anymore. Exactly. So she got mad. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then she started withholding, like, being more confrontational. Him and his, like, his sister and her started being, like, buddy-buddy. Mm-hmm. And, like, it just went downhill from there. And then it, it ended up in, like, she was withholding, so we had to go to court and, like, all this stuff. And she blames me for the entire sure, of thing. Of course. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. Well, naturally. Yeah. <laughs> kind of a part so of I was not deal. expecting that. That was under the job description. Did you not yes, see that? That was the tiny print that none of yeah. us. Uh-huh. Yeah. Everything will be your fault. Yeah. 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 So it's like, you know, for, cause I, I want, I want listeners to take little nuggets of like, oh, this is what I should do. This is what I shouldn't do. Or, 
even though I don't like shooting on things, you know, mm-hmm. it's tips. Um, but it's like, in that case, what were you supposed to do? Like, how could you have avoided that situation? You're wanting to, this is where it gets really complicated as stepmoms where here you are in a relationship and you're like, I want to move forward in my relationship. A step forward would be moving in together. Cool. A lot of people get to experience that without help breaking loose. Mm-hmm. Stepmoms yeah. don't get that privilege. They don't because no. it's going to provoke hostility and chaos mm-hmm. and conflict from the other side. And then you're going to continue dealing with it for years to come. But there's so much like just good intent on our side of we just wanted to move in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's all we wanted yeah. to do. <laughs> yeah. And, and well, we were long distance too. So mm-hmm. we were like three states away. Oh, wow. So like, we really, it was like a special thing that like, we're finally getting to be in the same state. It's not going to be like a whole ordeal that I'm going to visit you or like, he really couldn't visit me because he had her every weekend. Mm-hmm. So like that whole dynamic also. And then it was just like, forget being special. Like, this is what you're dealing with now. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and that's what this is too. So it was. And- yeah. And that's where the grief comes in, right? Like mm-hmm. you don't, you don't get that traditional air quotes experience that most women get to experience the excitement of something really awesome happening in your life. I feel so bad when I get messages from women who are like, we just got engaged. Yay. And then the next thought is, fuck, we have to tell bio mom. And that's so shitty. Like, I hate that. Yeah. Or, Hey, I just peed on a stick and now I'm pregnant, how do we tell bio mom? And it's like, mm-hmm. girl, sit with that for a second. Don't think about her. Like that mm-hmm. is so frustrating, but- And very tiring yes. to always have that in the back of our heads is what about, what about? It's like, oh my mm-hmm. God, is this ever gonna end? Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And um, can I say something quick? Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> um, like it, when Sabrina was talking, I was thinking about just thinking back all these years of going to court and all that. And now I see why he was walking on eggshells so much for the fear of she's going to take me back to court. She's going to ask me for more money. She's going to ask me for more time. So like we did everything as perfectly as we could to not piss anyone off. And of course, like we still lost out on a lot, but you still have to wait does it weigh out the pros and cons at the same time? Like, is it worth another argument or another phone call or text messages that are never ending and all that is so tiring. It is. Like you just, you're just done with it. Like I'm just just done. Mm -hmm. That's a (laughs) big thing that I learned, which was just like, Uh Oh, instead of in the forefront of my, how can I make her like me? Like, how can I lessen the blow of this? Or like, you know, like, how can I be like the mediator instead of being like, what is best for me right now? Mm-hmm. That's perfectly okay. And just releasing all of the expectation that I had along the way. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it's not about us though, in a sense, like Absolutely. it has nothing to do with us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. her issue yep. that she just needs to get over. Yep. And sometimes yeah. they do. And sometimes they just go down fighting. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They harbor that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. Um, so what do you feel the, the most confident in 
as being a stepmom? Like, where do you feel the most confident, feel the most at peace, feel the most like more positive? Like, where do you really have it together? That's a huge question. I know. Sit, sit with that for a second. Like (laughs) any stepmom who's listening, you think about that too. Where do you feel the most confident in your role? I would say I feel really good about the like introducing new things and like teaching and like again because I come from that emotional intelligence like background and I have a background in that therapy kind of context it's like I know everything can be intentional and can be a teaching moment and can be special if like we make it that way Mm -hmm. so at Mm -hmm. least at our place Mm-hmm. that is the kind of home that I'm trying to create. Yeah. And I feel that, really good about like me showing up as that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's great influence. Yeah. Jennifer or Josie. I think for me, um, because we have her full time, I had a lot of pressure on myself of being this like perfect mom or being the mom that I would want my child to have. And I had to let that go because I'm not the mom, regardless Mm -hmm. of if this child lives in my house 300 days out of the year, I'm still not the mom. And so letting go of that pressure, which it's a process, Mm -hmm. (laughs) have not been successful, but letting go of that and realizing I can be the mother figure in this house and do all of the things that I would do for my own children. But at the end of the day, she has a mom and I, my job is more to just encourage her to have a positive relationship with her mom Mm -hmm. and to try and give her the tools to do that. Um, Can I ask, um, uh, because I'm again, full-time stepmom is like a whole other level of whoa. Um, And side note with that, that my husband and I often talk about changing our custody schedule. We talk about moving just because we want to live in a different area and we don't want to be like held, held Mm -hmm. to the parenting plan. And that would cause a custody change. And my husband kind of daydreams of Mm -hmm. having him full time. And I'm like panicking (laughs) because of that exact reason of that pressure of my husband's like, oh my gosh, you would have control over so much and we would have more influence and we would have whatever. And you would be, and I'm like, oh my God, like, but he has a mom still like, you know? So my question for you, Jennifer, is how in, in, in keeping that kind of mentality of, I am not the mom, like I, I can't live up to everything. How was your partner receptive to that, that approach for you? Cause so I feel like my assumption is that a lot of husbands or, or dads are like, um, no, I want you to be like, you take the, take over the role. You have full reign. And we've yeah. got like this wall up that is like, yes. ah, and that's well, hard for them. Yes. And part of it, I will say is my fault. When we first got married, first lived together, she was three and I jumped in feet first, you know sink or swim type of mentality. And I was full-time mom, you know, I was room mom in her classes. I was the drop-off pickup person. I went to all of the parent teacher conferences. I took her to all the doctor's appointments. I did everything. If you had asked either of her biological parents for her shot record, they would have been clueless who her teacher is. They don't know. Um, I did it all. And 
she was, I think in second grade and my twins were going into preschool. And I realized I am carrying the emotional load for this one child that I have no energy left for my own children. Mm. And, and that's where resentment tell, grows. Yes. Yep. So I had to tell my husband, I need you to step up. Mm -hmm. This is your child. And I need you to be that primary caretaker. And I will gladly be your partner in it and help you. But I need you to be the person who you want to be the room parent. Awesome. Sign up you know, I don't want to have to carry that burden. And I don't want to be the one that has to take her to every doctor's appointment. And it's a hard transition. She's in seventh grade now. And we're still juggling that transition of me saying, she has a band pizza party tomorrow night. Did you read that email? Mm -hmm. No. So open the email, <laughs> you know, check it out, see what the details are. Cruise. So, yeah, you know, like I feel like I'm still doing it, but yeah. trying to just like yeah, all of your stories yeah. about disengaging. <laughs> oh, I am so there. I, I yeah, was yeah. drafter of every email of yeah. every email. Yeah. And then I, I had to take off her, his ex is blocked from my email account. I don't want to know about it unless it is life or death or it impacts our house. Mm -hmm. Keep it to yourself. God. And it's such, it's such a brutal transition for our partners. It really is because yeah. we have, we have made their life sweet. We have I taken said care that of everything. Tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have, yes. I mean, and, and it's hard because it's like, like I, I shared today in stories that it's like, I've created this, I yeah. have done this, but I need to be given grace mm -hmm. and that I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. And Amen. now and now I am shifting and I am, you know, changing my thing. And I need him as the father, as the like one solid person, because mm -hmm. if we end, he's still there and he's yeah. not going to know shot records. He's yeah. not going to know how to make his favorite muffins. He's nope. not going to know how to do any of that. And it's like, mm -hmm. homeboy, you need to get on board. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> it's, it's hundred percent. It, don't like there's the tip don't <laughs> enable your partner early. don't yeah. enable your partner don't no, take it, over things yeah it's mm -hmm. there I feel like I jumped in thinking oh you guys don't know how to communicate you know my husband and bio mom let me help you let this isn't how we do it let me show you how you can type a nice email to each other no, like that's their mess to deal with that's not mine yeah oh, and, and for me you want to yell like, at each other via email Go for it. Yeah. And would you sign your names? Would, would you sign your name when you would write it? Or would you sign your husband's name? My husband's name. Okay. So me too. So yes. it's like, it's like, the, it's and I mean, there would be a completely different outcome from when he would write it versus yes. when I would write it because man, he would throw daggers. He throws daggers. He goes through the, for the throat because mm -hmm. he has all of that baggage. He has yeah. all of his own resentment. Absolutely. He has all of his own grief. Yeah, our partners have grief way. too. Yeah. Our partners are grieving too. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, Hey, I don't respond in that way because I don't have all that shit. I mean, mm -hmm. I don't like her, but I don't like her in the same way you don't like her. So I'll write this and I can be more diplomatic about it. I can mm -hmm. be more professional. I can be more business-like because that's what I do for a living is communicate right. in a nice, nice, perfectly wrapped little way. And that has very much benefited us but it's completely exhausted me. Yeah. And it's, well, it, it, and it, 
didn't benefit us. If she thought I had written the email, she would explode. So there were times that he wrote the email and she would, you know, accuse me, you wrote this email for him. And I like, I can have, I have proper grammar. And so (laughs) dare you think that that I did that that email. I'm offended now. Um, But it it would make things worse if she thought I wrote the, or if she thought I had any part in writing the email, even though I was the primary caretaker of their child. I, you want to know what's going on in class? You got to ask me. Right. Yeah. He doesn't know. He didn't do homework tonight. I did. Yeah. And the fact that especially the bio moms in that situation can't let go of their own ego and see you as a benefit and be grateful. Like I, I just, I will never understand. I will never understand that. It's a source um, of entertainment for me, kind of. Yeah, do she'll tell. Like, she'll, she, <laughs> because she'll go out of her way to make comments being like, I'm parenting with you and no one else. Like exact, like acting like I don't even exist. But I'm like, honey, the reason he even remembered to write that is because I told him. You're yes. parenting with me too and you just don't even know. Yep, yep. <laughs> and you know- And it's interesting because I, in my journey right now, where I'm at, um, several months ago, I I think I I shared this publicly several months when COVID first started, um, there was this, there was this rift between bio mom and my husband in regards to, cause we went to, we were usually one week on one week off and we went to every two weeks instead. And bio mom wanted, um, extra money. We don't pay child support. Everything's 50-50. She was, but she was like, if I'm going to be paying for him an extra week, I'm going to need grocery money. And my husband is like, um, no, that's, you're going to be paying the same amount monthly anyway. It's just two weeks in a row. Like, I'm not going to do that. Well, she threw a fit. You're not taking care of your son kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I went really out of my comfort zone and reached out to her privately, but very strategically. My husband knew I was doing this. Mm-hmm. And I said, Hey, I have already ordered groceries online for him that I do every week. They're already ordered. All you need to do is pick them up. They're already paid for. I, let me know and I'll give you the details. Well, what we assumed was she didn't actually want groceries. She wanted money. She wanted extra money. And so she declined she declined the groceries, which was just like, if you just threw this huge fit saying your kid's going to starve, why wouldn't you at least take these groceries? Right. So it's just like very confusing and, you know, just showed exactly what her intentions were. But since that interaction, she now thinks that her and I are friends and that I will go behind my husband's back and I will like, so she had she had texted me, I think it was along those, that same time frame, something like, I hope he doesn't treat you the way he treats me. And I wanted to be like, oh, baby girl, <laughs> baby girl. I don't behave the way that you do. I didn't treat, I didn't cheat on him the way that you did. I don't do any of the things. I am exactly. not you. I am exactly the opposite of you, which is why he put a ring on my finger and not yours. Oh, <laughs> so. yeah. Yeah, it is. It's, uh, I don't know. We got completely off track there doing the bio mom bashing, but, um, I think our point there is we were not anticipating the drastic changes, um, that can occur when we are involved, um, and we are not seen as equal parts in 
in the children's um, upbringing. So, um, okay. Did everyone answer what do you feel most confident? No. Um, okay. I, I was thinking of something also, but to quickly just go back to the surprise is how not nice they can be. And like, no matter how hard you try, it'll never be good enough. Mm. Quick example, we chose to live where we are currently to be closer to them just for a year or two later for them to move further. I was like, no, 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 no. That was not the plan. Mm -hmm. I don't want to spend another three few thousand dollars to go back to court, but we did. Mm -hmm. And I was like, seriously, like, yeah, we did this to be closer to her, to my stepdaughter. And you are choosing to move even further away just for you to continue being miserable because you're not going to have a social life out there because there's literally nothing where you're going to move to. Mm -hmm. is you're never going to make them happy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's, don't even try. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. I just, it's always trying to be like the better person and staying true to who you are, not dropping down to their level, but at the same time, like it's, it's just like this back and forth. Like I'm not going to drop down to your level. I'm going to stay true to who I am. I'm going to uphold my boundaries. I'm going to teach you how you need to treat me because I'm not going to put up with any of that shit that you're throwing at me and so on and so forth. It's just like this constant defensiveness in a way, mm -hmm. but, but sugar-coated. So it's not confrontational, you know, like it's, it's, it's become an art form in our home <laughs> on how to navigate all this. Yeah. Yeah. I'm happy that I don't have a lot of contact with bio mom. I think the only time I really ever see her is if I do a pickup or a drop off and it hasn't been a lot lately, like I've just learned to really just disengage and it's so hard to practice, but I've tried so hard. Mm -hmm. And when I read that question about confidence is like, it's really sad that for me, it's like, I haven't felt confident until maybe this year, mm -hmm. even though like 14 years has passed, like it's just been so hard and just um, practicing the disengaging and something clicked with my stepdaughter. I don't know if it's because she just, she knows that she's in her senior year. She has to step it up. She has to start taking on more responsibility than just, it was sort of like overnight, we started having this great bond. So I don't want to mess that up. And it's just, but it's taken, there has not been a lot of confidence the last mm -hmm. 14 years. It's mm -hmm. very questionable. Mm -hmm. And even the marriage has been questionable and just the relationships have been questionable. And it's just working on yourself, working on the marriage, working on your relationship with your stepdaughter. It's just yeah. a lot of trying. Yeah. And I, I want to, I want to add to that. Yes. Working on those relationships is super important. Don't forget the relationship with yourself. Like mm -hmm. don't forget that. Don't lose who you are. Don't lose what makes you, you know, what brings you joy. Don't lose that identity. I thought was really hard for me. Like, again, going back to, I was in my late twenties, like I was living it up. And then all of a sudden I'm just immersed in this life before me. And it took a couple of years for me to be like, stop, hold on. This is, I'm, Hey, I'm actually going to be gone that night. I'm going to go off and do my own thing. Like, uh -huh. and to not lose that part of you because that will be your saving grace. Like, uh -huh. And I will always speak that. Um, so uh, I wanted to ask what or who has been the most supportive to you 
through this journey? You. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh thank you. <laughs> Seriously, just oh. like um, your Instagram page and blended family. Oh, page, yeah, like Marit, those, yeah. You, She's my girl. You two are like the shit. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. For, yeah. Yes. For real. I'll second that. it's been a lifesaver I mean it's just to see that there are other people that are going through the exact same thing that feel the exact same way I think the first podcast I listened to of yours was the ours baby Mm -hmm. and I had never had anybody say those things like out loud I thought them all in my head when Mm -hmm. I had my twins thought Mm -hmm. them all but I thought I'm a horrible person for thinking this for feeling this way and I, we just moved back home. So we road tripped across the country this summer. And so I listened to you as I road trip. I was in the car by myself. And I literally am like screaming in the car. Like, this is exactly how I felt. I told, called my husband, you have to listen to this podcast. He's like, I don't want to. I'm like, you have to. Explain everything I've been trying to tell you. Yeah. Uh, I'm that, um, you don't know how much that means to me. Um, I really, I really appreciate that. And that's exactly my whole mission in doing all of this. Um, so I'm so happy that I can be of support and, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, it sucks feeling alone. It sucks. It is the worst. And again, going back to these amazing experiences that you're having and you're wanting to just express them and, or you celebrate them, or you're having really shitty times and you feel like you can't express them and, and all this stuff. It's just so, it can be so, so isolating. And I never, ever want someone to feel like they're alone. So I'm so glad that we can be of support to you. And for the people that are listening, I hope this is helpful. Um, before we kind of wrap it up, um, I've been getting messages saying that they hate it when I say that in episodes. (laughs) Because yes, we are nearing the end of an episode. I am so sorry. Um, But I wanted to end on just a little nugget of wisdom um, for new stepmoms or stepmoms that are in it. What do you have to say to bring some sort of light? I'll let you think about it. I feel like, okay, so I'll go. I feel like I've already said mine, but don't forget about yourself. You are in a position that you feel like you need to be thinking about everyone else. You need to be thinking about your stepkid. You need to be thinking about your partner. You need to be thinking about bio mom and her reaction to your stepkid and your partner. (laughs) You are thinking about everyone else. Do not forget to think about yourself and reach out for help when you need it and do the things that make you happy. Do the things that bring you joy. Do the things that you were doing before you got into all of this and don't lose sight of that because it really freaking sucks when a stepmom loses her identity and she only becomes who she is to everyone else. Mm-hmm. And that is, I mean, and I want to also note in that this is, that is not a phenomenon that is specific to stepmoms. That is motherhood and motherfucking general. That <laughs> happens <laughs> across the board. Any woman who is caretaking, like that is not. So even like, just, I guess bring like, um, have that 
bring you some peace in that you are not alone at all and that many women feel this but stepmotherhood in in gen, in uh, specifically it it's it can feel really isolating when everything is happening around you and so much of it doesn't actually involve you <laughs> that's mm. the thing right yeah. like that's the messed up part <laughs> that we could step back and court shit is still going to happen and you know all this stuff so that's my nugget don't forget who you are uh, mm-hmm. Who else wants to share? I would love to go off of that, actually. Okay, so, take uh, it. A big piece for me in maintaining who I am is to, like, really work on myself. So I got a therapist. Like, I got a sense of community and all of these, like, stepmom social media pages and groups and all this stuff. That really, really, really su- was supportive just for me to face the things within myself and within the situation I might not have wanted to acknowledge um, or like gave me the tools that I needed to be able to stay sane. But one key thing that came up for me uh, was this feeling of like safety and like this whole situation made me feel so unsafe. Mm. Like there's like so many things that could impact my life negatively depending on court, depending on the latest conflict, all this stuff. And it's really hard to stay grounded in who I am and playful and loving and like who I want to be when I don't feel safe. Mm-hmm. So for me, like finding the things that support me and returning to myself and make me feel safe, like how can I provide safety for me um, without expecting anything from anybody else? Mm-hmm. And having that be like what I continually return to, practicing this like emotional sovereignty piece also where it's like no matter what is going on around me what am I who am I what am I doing yeah yeah that's awesome that's and I and again just it's something that's often forgotten so thank you for sharing that that's really important Um, I would say mine is to not put your life on hold no right (laughs) what I mean by that is you know when Um, my stepdaughter was young. We didn't have other children. So when she would go visit her mom, we, our life kind of just stopped because we didn't know what else to do with our time. She was with us all the time. And all of a sudden we were just two people and what do we do? And so are we kind of just, we're stuck until she came back and then it felt like our life restarted. And as soon as we had our sons, it was like, that's not fair to them that our life stops for this summer visit or for this holiday visit. And where my husband was kind of stuck in that, no, we're not doing anything. She's not here, but she's living a life. I mean, she, you know, she's with her mom living it up and we're, our kids don't get to live it up because she's not with us. And I feel like we kind of started a bad trend by starting Mm -hmm. at the beginning. And that was a really hard cycle to break um, with my husband. So I would say your life doesn't go on hold just because you're stepkids aren't with you. Your life goes on. Their life is going on too. Yep. Yep. Yes. I can relate completely. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Yes. And their lives do go on. Like, oh my God, you did what with daddy? We're like, remember when you went to Disney with mommy two, three times, and then you went to Atlantis with mommy and Grammy? Like, do you remember those moments? And I just want to go away for one night, like two hours away. Mm-hmm. Chill, chick, kid. <laughs> yeah, we we had yeah. um, a similar conversation recently because uh, 
well, we had to cancel it because of all the fires and all the smoke and stuff, but we had intended on taking my daughter for her first camping trip. And, um, my stepson was like, what? Like you're going camping? Like what? Cause my daughter being three, she's like, we're going camping. We're going camping. And she's just incessantly talking about it. And I'm just like, oh my God. <laughs> and he's just like, what? And I was like, buddy, like, I'm sorry. It's on a weekend that you're not with us, but we can definitely yeah. go camping at another time. Like it's okay. And that sucks. And like, I knew my husband felt bad, but yeah. at the same time, it's like, I also want her to experience, you know, just quality one-on-one -on -one time with mom and dad. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's just so complicated. And like, we've, we've said already, like having to over fucking think everything. It's like, can we just go camping with our baby? Like, <laughs> and not have to think about everything. <laughs> like, that'd be great. Yes. Um, but we've rescheduled it, uh, uh, to be on our wedding anniversary and we rescheduled it to actually be, uh, we got married at a state park. So we're going to camp where we got married Very and, cool. uh, do it that way. So it actually turned out to be, um, nicer that way. So yeah, it's just like, sorry, it's not happening. <laughs> we're taking this one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Josie, did you want to add? Yeah. Um, I know you said wrap it up, but I just thought of something really good about like feeling confident. The one thing we can say that we feel confident is we show her a family unit because when she is here, when we do family stuff, it is the three of us. Yes, father, daughter have their own time, but she can feel like a family here where when it's with mom, it's her and mom and not so much stepdad because he's doing his own thing. So mm -hmm. that's something that makes us feel yeah better. Yeah. about just knowing that she can feel like a family when she's here. Mm -hmm. um, but wisdom is patience, communicate, and ask him what he wants your role to be and what is it you want your role to be. And again, it took me a long, long time to figure that out. I'm so I just glad you said that. <laughs> I just, I wish I knew about disengaging like before, like yes. this year. I don't know, just all of a sudden this year is like, yeah. 2020 is the year to disengage. Let me tell you. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> Everything. Yes. Just ask yeah. questions. Do you want me to take her to the appointments? Do you not? Who's going to do it? Just tell me when you need me. There you go. Yep. I think I'm so glad that you said that. I'm so glad we didn't end this episode without, without that coming up because the word, I mean, okay. So with any of the stepmoms that I work with, I am always asking, have you and your partner talked about expectations? Mm -hmm. Have you and your partner mm -hmm. sat down and talked about what they expect your role to be and what you expect your role to be? Because there is a beautiful revelation <laughs> kind of conversation that's going to come out of that. Because, and I know that because <laughs> six years in <laughs> and I finally had that conversation and I realized what the fuck? Like my husband expects me to just do those things and not have these feelings like that. Oh my God. Like sit down. I need to school you on, you know? And it's like, that's the thing. Like I, I am in this with you guys. Like I am actively working on this shit too. I am totally trying to disengage in a lot of ways, but it comes down to sharing your expectations and talking about what you want your role to look like. And if mm -hmm. that is completely different than what your partner expects of you, there's going to be tension and there's your root issue, right? 
Like it's massive. So if you are early, if you are early in your stepmom experience and you are like, I don't freaking know. And we've just totally scared you. (laughs) (laughs) Now's the time to sit down with your partner and start having that discussion of how, how do I fit into this? Because here's a reminder. It's not for you to fix. It's not for you to just jump in and take over. You don't have to do that. You do not have to do that. Even if you are capable, even if you have the master's degree or the social work degree, or you are organized and you like highlighters and labels and you're really good at doing emails, (laughs) you do not have to take over and do all of it. You just don't. And that is really hard for me to even just say out loud because Mm -hmm. I want to, (laughs) and I like control and I like things done in a certain way, but if you really want to set yourself up for less heartache, more love, less exhaustion, more joy, then that is what you're going to have to start out with. And it will change. I remember you saying that in one of your stories, like those expectations will change as a kid gets older and the school responsibilities, it will change. Yes. And that's okay. You just change, go with it flow yeah really that is like exactly, gotta yep. have that talk it's like you doing this or am i figure yep. it out yep and that is something that our partners need to understand too yes our our expectations of ourselves and how we want to be in this role we can edit at any time mm-hmm. we can we, that is up that is on us mm-hmm. what is responsible for us to do is to communicate those changes to our partner and not just spring it on them and be like oh no you have to take care of all these things now because i'm out like that's not, that's not loving. That's not supportive. That's not what, what you want to do, but yes, you have, you have the power to change it. And it's going to, with the age of the kids or your own level, I mean, COVID and the pandemic and being home all the time and remote learning has forced tons of stepmoms to rethink their entire lives. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I get it. Yeah. So communicate that to your partner. <laughs> and see where there's the wiggle room for you to take a step back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also if you don't know what your role is, like in an active way, start listing out what your role is not, mm. you know, like what is oh, the go. boundary yeah. and then determine, cause I know some people won't even know like where to begin there. It's mm-hmm. like, what am I actually not wanting to do or willing to do? Or like, even though I can, you know, Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like re-clarifying also with our partners, their role. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think one thing, if, if, if I were to ask my husband, I would guess he would say um, it, what he was surprised by or what he, as far as roles and stuff is, is I, I'm like, yeah, there are stepmoms who have zero interaction with mom. There are stepmoms who do nothing with their stepkids. And they have like 50-50 custody, but they don't do school stuff. They don't pack lunches. They don't do bedtimes. They don't do any of those things. And my husband's just looking at me like, what? And I'm like, yeah, homie. So (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, just letting you know that there's a spectrum and it is not based on what is expected of us necessarily. It's based on our own comfort level and we get to paint that picture because 
yes, we married the person with kids or we're with the person with kids, but that does not mean that we have to be mom, play mom, do mom, all that stuff. We can if we want to, but we still get a choice and we can edit that as we see fit, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Hallelujah. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ladies. Said than done, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Totally. It's always easier said than done. And it's yes. like I, that. Yeah. My last thought there is like, <laughs> um, yeah, like sharing everything and like saying everything out loud. And then I'm like, God, I really need to practice that myself. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> God, I can spit the advice and stuff, but, and that's why I get on and I'm like, yeah, I totally messed up, totally engaged, trying to disengage, <laughs> didn't do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Keeping it real. All right, ladies, um, we are going to say goodbye. Thank you, Sabrina, Jennifer, and Josie for joining. I appreciate this so much. Um, for those listening, I hope that this was helpful. As always, you can email me or DM me. I'd love to hear from you. Be well and stay radical. Thank you for listening to Radical Stepmoms. If you enjoyed this episode, please give us a like in the app and share our podcast with your fellow stepmamas. You can also follow us on our Instagram page at Radical Stepmoms Podcast, or if you have any questions or ideas, we would love to hear from you, and you can email us at Radical Stepmoms Podcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm.